Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. I almost hate to use the word educational. Charles Staley. Phil Stevens. I guess I'm kind of the, uh, the dark force here. And Rob Fortress Fortney. But there really is no secret. Thanks for listening. Iron Radio is brought to you in part by www.bingcolorprint.com. Business cards, flyers, banners, postcards, DVD packages, and more can be found there. Occasionally you'll see Phil make a comment on our Iron Radio listeners page. That's not spam. That might be something that you can save at bingcolorprint.com. Thanks. Welcome, ironradio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I am an exercise physiology and nutrition professor, and I'm a bodybuilder. Hey folks, Rob Porges Fortney here. I'm a former editor at Muscle Bank International, former competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. And Rob's in booming stereo now. Uh, this is Phil Stevens, strength coach, founder of liftforhope.org, Highland Games, and powerlifting athlete. And today on the show we have Mark Bell, um, who goes by, well, I don't know, about 16 different nicknames. I'll let him get into that if he wants to. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, I've been a power, competitive powerlifter since uh, I was about 11 years old. Had to lie to get into my first powerlifting meet. And I'm 33 now and running Super Training, Power Magazine, and uh, my invention, the Slingshot. So, I mean, you started then at 11. Um, man, and I don't know if anybody watched the, the videos on yourself that your brother made and everything. You were more into... Uh, well, been into power and then going into wrestling, weren't you? Yeah, I um, originally started out in powerlifting because the first gym I ever went to, um, the guy that ran the place was a powerlifter, and he just said, everybody in here is powerless, and that's just the way it's going to be. So that's what I did. I got involved with bench press and squatting and deadlifting, and for whatever weird, strange reason, I was uh, pretty good at bench pressing. And uh, I didn't really get like serious about it until I was... Uh, probably about 15 or 16, and that's when I started to compete more often. Um, then I played football and uh, basically just got distracted and thought I'd be good at other stuff, and I wasn't. Um, powerlifting was always uh, it was always in my blood, and it was probably always what I should have stuck to, but uh, got back into it years later when I was about uh, 28 years old or so. That's good. You, you chose the sport that has all the money. That was that was smart. <laughs> yeah, that's what, it, that's what it came down to for me. It's all about the almighty dollar, and yeah. I'm just trying to uh, rip people off and take over the world. Exactly. <laughs> and I, you, you've picked the right field for sure. Um, so how long how long has Super Training been open? It's been a, a few years now. Super Training um, has been uh, officially kind of on its own since about 2006. Um, we, uh, I guess to sum it up, uh, I moved from, uh, Louisville, Kentucky when I was, uh, doing pro wrestling. I was at the, um, the, uh, WWE training grounds in, uh, Louisville. I trained for, uh, for the WWE at, uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. And, uh, the writing was on the wall that that wasn't going to work out any further. I tried to, do it for about five years, and at the five-year point, I just decided that uh, that was that. So I moved out to Sacramento area, where my uh, my wife is from, and um, she's originally from here. We already had a child, and we figured we want to be around family. So I put on an inquiry on EliteFTS.com that uh, I was moving to this area. A guy by the name of Steve Zaretsky said that he had a, uh, a garage gym. Met up with him, started training with him, and um, and I just started to think, you know, if I if I'm going to take this as far as I want to, I'm going to need to have my own. Yeah, super training was spawned off of selfish reasons of me wanting to become more competitive and, and better powerlifter. Gotcha. Um, it, it, for anybody that's looking, you can find find the website for super training at www.supertraininggym.com. Um, you guys are pushing out a lot of meets and stuff right now. You guys are pretty damn busy. I was just up there last weekend. You guys had a big meet. Yeah, we're um, always expand the sport. Um, I'm the uh, the state chairman for the SPF, Southern Powerlifting Federation. 
You know, that sounds odd being Southern powerlifting in California, but it was one of the few federations that uh, allows for uh, single ply, multi ply, and raw lifting. Um, a lot of raw lifters out here in California. There's a lot of CrossFit people that are getting more and more into the powerlifting, getting more and more into strength. They're seeing the benefits of strength even when they go to their CrossFit events. So they go to the CrossFit games, they're starting to realize that being stronger is uh, is going to help them even in a lot of cases in their endurance type events. So, yeah, we run a contest out here. I'd say um, we, we try to run about three to four a year, and we're also – uh, in the works with getting a couple other uh, people in the Northern California area to run some contests also so that there'll be about six contests uh, that people can choose from. And we just try to continually make them better, make them safer. Um, one thing about SPF contests that uh, I will sell to people is that we have the best equipment out there. Um, we have competition benches from Elite Fitness. We have uh, monoliths. Um, a lot of other places that you'll go to, they may have a monolith on the platform. They might have some janky rack in the back that you got to warm up with. Uh, we have all the proper barbells and all the proper equipment, all the right spotters. And so it, it makes for a great environment. It gives it, We're really trying to give the lifters the best opportunity to go out there and hit personal records. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the refreshing things I saw, I mean, even coming to a local meet, you know, you have calibrated plates and everything else. So, I mean, you're getting... Uh... Like you said, you seem to treat the lifters real well, which is a good thing. Um, That's right. Yeah, we're trying. Like I said, we're trying to make it safe and uh, trying to make it fair as, as far as the judging goes. And we're constantly learning on that on that note too. You know, we've had some meets where it's been too tight, and we've had other meets where it's been too loose. So we're trying to constantly learn on that and just make sure, above all else, that it's fair for everybody. That no one's being, uh, you know, judged just because they're from a certain gym or whatever. You know. Let's get into how much you bench.net. Where, where did all this come in and the slingshot? The uh, slingshot started a couple years ago. Um, you know, a couple people, uh, you know, claim they invented it before me and things like that and whatever. <laughs> um, I'm the one who came to came through with it and, uh, and made it happen. Um, I, the idea, I did not take the idea from anyone. It was just an idea that was dancing in my head. For a pretty long time, um, let's see, I was, I was going into a contest, and uh, I just had a reoccurring pec injury, and I got into a bench shirt, and I started training in the bench shirt, and I realized that I could still press some pretty good weights in the bench shirt, so I said, you know what, I can still train for this meet, there's no excuse, I'm just going to train through this injury and, and, uh, and let her rip see what's going to happen here, you know. So I did that, and I was able to actually, the shirt was so large that I was able to actually do speed training, which as you speed training is usually done with about 50% of your max. I was able to perform speed work and max effort work in the shirt. And I got to thinking to myself, you know, if the general public ever feel the feeling that you have in, these, in this equipment, whether it's briefs, a shirt, a knee wrap, if they could ever feel the support, that you get from these products, they would really enjoy it and they'd really benefit from it. The problem with Ben shirts and the problem with some of the other stuff is that it's very extreme, it's very stiff, and it fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of tri- a lot of trial and error went on with that. Um, I bought Under Armour shirts and a couple other things that were just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I bought like if you can picture this, I weigh about three hundred pounds. I bought like a small compression shirt from Under Armour, <laughs> and that, that didn't really that wasn't really a good look for me. Uh, kind of accentuated the love handles and, and brought the shoulders and chest in a little bit. Sounds sexy. So, it, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't my best look. It wasn't my finest moment. But um, so then I started. I was like, well, maybe if I stack a couple of shirts together, that'll do something. That didn't work. Um, so then I got the idea to put the shirt only halfway on, so I put it on my arms, and I let the shirt um, rest on the back of the tricep and didn't put it over my head, and I did some benching like that. That didn't work really either because it was, like, too stiff, and um, it kind of marked up the arms, and I thought to myself, that's exactly what people will be turned off by is, is the pain, so... I got into a few other ideas. Those didn't work. And then I was hanging out with my dad one day, and we had some wraps uh, that had Velcro on them. 
and um, my dad, you know, he kind of put the the wrap. I'm like, hey, you know, put the wrap around the back of my arm like this, and then hold the Velcro here like this. So we basically made almost like a figure eight configuration. And, uh, you know, I told my dad, I'm like, hold on to the Velcro tight because I'm going to pull my arms back. And when I pulled my arms back, the Velcro snapped and whacked him right in the face. So <laughs> that idea, uh, it, it, it wasn't a foolproof idea, but that's what uh, what led to me um, thinking about it a little bit further. And uh, the slingshot is basically uh, made out of knee wrap material that goes around the arms. And that's basically how I thought of the idea. I got with a seamstress. Um, the seamstress actually helped with the design a little bit also uh, because she was uh, creative and she knew um, exa- exactly how to how to make what I was talking about. So it, 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 in a way, it's basically um, knee wrap material that's uh, you got one elbow sleeve for each arm, and then you have the band that comes across comes across the middle, and it works by helping uh, to alleviate the pain of the eccentric portion of the lifts. A lot of times when you have an injury or when you're banged up, the lowering of the bar um, can be painful. And where, where there's pain, there's usually weakness that follows, and it makes pressing the barbell back up hard also. Or it's distract can be distracting in a way as well. Um, there was a few lifters I've gave, given the slingshot to um, who really, you know, I, I cautioned against them using it because uh, this one one guy in particular had uh, double surgery, you know, on each shoulder, uh, two uh, two torn labrums, and um, I really advised, you know, for him to take some time before he gets back into it. But uh, three weeks out of surgery, he was jumping into it, which I I, I would not recommend that. But uh, he was really itching to try it. So anyway, long story short. He did 225 for 10 reps. The next week, 275, and worked his way up to 315. And now he's now he's doing well again, and uh, he's back on the on the road to recovery. So it's it's a great tool if you're banged up. It's also a great tool to help you overload, uh, give you about a 10 to 15 percent overload. And those of you who've power lifted before will realize the benefits of overloading your body. Um, if you ever worn a pair of uh, briefs or ever worn a squat suit. You realize that if you squat 700 in a squat suit, how light 500 feels even when you're raw. So the slingshot is, uh, has served many purposes, and now it's going out to uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who no longer have LeBron James, so they can use everything and anything they can get their hands on to get better. And um, we got uh, the New York Jets are using it, USC football teams using it, as well as uh, the Pitt Panthers. So it's starting to circulate. It's starting to build momentum, and hopefully, it can continue to do so. Nice. I mean, this thing isn't meant just for your equipped power lifter, this and that. I mean, anybody can benefit from this, like you said. Uh, would you would you see it mainly as a as a tool for people that are injured or a little banged up, or? I would say that it's a tool for anybody. Um, yeah. it, it's uh, it could be beneficial whether you're whether you're injured or not injured. You know, if you're not injured. It's a great tool to use um, more for overloading. If you are injured, it's a great tool to be able to train through to uh, to train through the injuries. Um, I've had some you know some crazy crazy stories, crazy testimonials, but probably one of the one of the bigger ones I've seen so far is that a guy did 225 for 11 reps before he used a slingshot. He did 225 for 33 reps in the slingshot and continued to do rep work in the slingshot. And after, you know, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember the exact time, but I, I think it was about about a nine-week period or so. At the end of that nine-week period, he did 225 for 26 reps without the slingshot. So he went from 11 to 26. That's pretty That's pretty damn incredible. Um, it, it, its value, um, in my opinion, comes um, in the fact that you can handle more volume that's probably the biggest benefit. If you can, if you can barely hit about a 315 bench, I would guess and say that you can probably do 315 for three to five sets of five reps. You think about the, the demand that that has on your central nervous system, um, and, and how it, you know it's, if you were to the best way to really test it out is is to actually go through a workout like that. 
and you'll feel you'll feel the benefits. I can tell you all day about it. You know, I'm the inventor, so of course I'm going to hype it up. But uh, there's really nothing like the actual feel of handling weights that you're you've not handled before, or being able to do multiple reps with weights that you really struggle to do one rep with. We we actually had a woman at the contest who was kind of intrigued by it. I showed it to her. It could be used for push-ups and dips also. And uh, she wasn't so sure about it. And I said, you know, what's your best bench press? She said about 105 pounds. And I said, okay, well, let's take you over. I had her bench right there on the spot. She, her, she said her best was 105 for one rep. She did 95 pounds for 11 reps. Uh-huh. And without further discussion, she was like, I'm buying one for myself, buying a couple for the people that I train. And she trains regular people, <laughs> and so she realized... You know, she had the benefit, you know, that it would, that it would have on them. I mean, that's, that's crazy. The women seem to get a, a higher, um, rep range. Out yeah. of it. You know, if they could do a one rep max at a certain weight, they can probably do about eight to ten reps wearing the slingshot. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It, Phil, if I can just make a comment. One of the things that when you're talking about this, that really sort of lends validity to it, I think, is when I use knee wraps when I squat, for example, you know, I can comfortably squat. I'm not a 300 pound guy like, you know, a lot of you guys are, but I can work, I can do multiple sets with like, you know, 405 in the squat and it feels fantastic. And if I don't do that, that's just not going to happen. So this kind of thing seems like the same thing in that you're doing multiple sets with loads that you wouldn't be doing before for more reps than before. And it makes me think from a bodybuilding perspective that this could be all good for just building mass too and not just strength. Absolutely. We have uh, Stan Efferding is, is a big proponent of it. He's been using it a lot. And um, he said that the pump he gets is just is just insane. You know, he said, I think he did 225 for like 80-something reps wearing it. After, after, yeah, and he just said that his whole, his whole upper body just felt like it was going to explode. <laughs> uh, we've done a lot of rep work within the gym in regards to uh, push-ups and in regards uh, you know, doing 315 and 225 and so on. It also has a great benefit for speed work. Those of you who do West Side Barbell who end up getting, um, you know, bicep tendonitis or mm-hmm. shoulder pain, jarring, you know, the jarring of the bench press. I mean, really, you know, simple, a simple way, um, another simple way to alleviate some of that pain is to simply uh, not go down all the way. I know some people probably argue with me on that, but... Uh, the extra rotation that it takes to, to go full range of motion if you're not a big, giant, fat guy and you don't have a crazy arch, um, it does put a lot of stress on your shoulders. Um, but a product like the Slingshot can help really absorb some of that eccentric portion. And, you know, when it was, as soon as somebody talks about something helping you or aiding you, then they start to get concerned about it taking away from. And I don't, I, I have not seen that yet. I have not seen it. Uh, have a negative impact on anyone. Uh, I've not had feedback like that about anybody either. Um, so, again, it's going to help kind of uh, take away some of that jarring of the speed work. The way that I utilize slingshot, people sometimes get confused on what's the best, what's the best way to use it. I would say it, that's kind of an individual thing, but the way that I use it is like, let's say I'm going to do a max effort floor press, I'll take my floor presses as far as I can for the day without the job. It would be a mistake, be a mistake to just wear it all day and, and go to bed in it and everything like that and, and take a shower with it the way it up. But, uh, I'm weird. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's a mistake to wear, to wear it constantly. Um, you're going to want to do some raw work. So if I feel good for the day, I won't even put it on. You know, I'll go ahead and just keep doing my floor presses, but, if I feel like I want to get a little bit more overload, if I feel like I want to be a tough guy and lift a little bit more weight, then I'll chuck it on for a few sets. Um, speed day, same with the speed. If I feel good and I'm moving that block 100 miles an hour, then there's really point putting it on. I'll just, I'll just go on. Like you said earlier, it's a tool. Um, if I don't feel so great and the bar speed's kind of slow, then I will put it. Um, one way that I have successfully used it is to do about four to five um, raw speed sets, and then I'll add about 50 to 90 pounds, and I'll do another four to five sets in the slingshot. Gotcha. Um, let's, shoot, let's go ahead and move on now. Um, 
Well, I just let's say everybody can go go check out the slingshot. You got videos, testimonials, and all that at howmuchyoubench.net. Um, ordering information, you know, make sure you go through the sizing. He's got a sizing chart there. So I mean, they kind of stress, you know, if you can't get it over your arm, you can't use the damn thing. So so take the time to to actually follow the instructions and uh, shoot them a line. That's right. I'll tell you more about it, but. Yeah, if you're if you're a tall guy, if you're a taller guy too, it's somewhat important to have it uh, a little bit on the large because a large side because a, a taller individual or a female who has longer arms, uh, they typically like to wear it higher. Gotcha. So that's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, and uh, go to howmuchyoubench.net, check it out, and you know order one up, see what you think. But um. We're going to go to the topic of the day, which is basically going to be you know, running or working for a a successful print strength publication. Mark, uh, you started up Power Magazine. How, how long has that been going? About a year now? Yeah, Power Magazine has been going on for about a year. You can uh, check it out on our website, thepowermagazine.com. Um, my wife and I were uh, sitting around one day. And um, my wife has a background in publication. Um, she's been on a few different, a few different spectrums of that. So anyway, we just got. Uh, we, I was powerlifting USA, which I've always loved powerlifting USA, and have a great deal of respect and admiration for what they've done for the last, God knows how many years. I think thirty years. But um, I just felt that there was a lot missing, and that there was not enough color. Uh, not enough color of, of the best of the best. There was too many, um, you know, I don't want to knock people. Um, this powerlifting is about progress, not about the actual weight lifted. But when you look at a flex magazine or muscular development, um, you're not looking at the 190th best uh, bodybuilder in the world who's uh, pale and love handles. <laughs> you're looking at the absolute best guys in the world. And that's what, that's what people are attracted to. Bodybuilding has made its mark through magazines. It's weird because you think bodybuilding is so much more popular than powerlifting. And in some ways, I guess it is because of the marketing and because of the, the supplements and stuff. But really, the odd thing about bodybuilding, I can't really think of another sport that has become so popular through magazines. So I thought to myself, maybe power, maybe there's in there for powerlifting. Maybe powerlifting can, can uh, do something similar if it's done correctly, you know. And so that's why when I decided to, my wife and I, you know, to start, decided to start power, that we wanted to make sure that it was quite different from powerlifting U.S. to make sure that folks um, on the cream of the crop. But with that one day in particular, I'm looking through the magazine, looking through powerlifting U.S. and we get talking about it. We're, we're thinking of different better, and my wife just said, you know, why don't we do our own and then uh, I was like, alright, yeah, like, let's, you know, let's do what we can do, and then a couple weeks later, I came home from the gym, I was like, Fucking, uh, we're getting a little break up, Mark. Okay. We're in a funk? Up. Yeah, it's getting a little broken up. How am hey. I doing now? That's better. For the best sports nutrition information on the planet, make plans to attend the 8th Annual ISSN Conference and Expo, June 23rd to 25th, 2011, at the Westin Las Vegas Hotel, Casino, and Spa. We'll have the latest on creatine, beta-alanine, protein, nutrient timing, and much, much more. So, for more information, go to www.theissn.org. Mark, I got a question for you. So... You in, do you do a lot of interviews for the magazine? Then is that what the articles are, are kind of focused on? Competitions and interviews? Then the magazine does not focus on competitions. Um, the main reason for that is the internet. The internet is so fast, and things go. And Facebook, especially, uh, Facebook basically killed a website uh, called PowerlifingWatch.com, um, which yeah. was doing really well and was real popular. But now everybody throws everything up on Facebook, so. We, we do not focus on uh, contests just because we don't feel like we can keep up with that content. Um, we do focus on some interviews, and we try to fo- the main focus of the magazine is, is training. 
Um, we try to get the best people to write about their particular training. And I'll, I'll run into a lot of guys, and they'll say, oh, you know, I don't know, man. I You run into a guy like Phil. Like, guy, you know, Phil's been lifting for a long time. He's very strong. Has, you know, a 750, you know, raw deadlift and stuff. You might go up to a guy like him, and they might not, you know, in Phil's case, he's a writer, but in a lot of, a lot of cases, they don't have the confidence to write. And then I'll say, hey, well, all you have to do is write about what you do. And they'll go, oh, okay. And, and so it makes it a lot easier for them when you approach them that way. And I'll, I'll say, you know, rather than pretending to be an expert on the subject, which may make you feel uncomfortable, just say, this is what I do for myself or this is what works for me, and this is what's been working for people in my gym. And that way nobody can dispute it because you say, well, shit, that's what's working for that guy. And, uh, yeah, we, we try to do interviews. Interviews are somewhat, uh, you guys know, you know, uh, not always easy to get content. Uh, interviews are actually harder than to just have the individual themselves just, just write, just flat out write it. You know, we've, uh, for the next issue, um, well, issue number seven is uh, on uh, newsstands right now at Barnes & Noble and uh, a couple other locations. You can look that up on our website also. It has, like, a location finder. Um, I actually just, uh, I actually, sorry, I, I just uh, actually picked up my first issue about three or four days ago at um, a Chapters here here in Toronto, so. There you go. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's spreading, and we're trying to get it to as many different uh spots as he can, but that issue that you're referring to has Sean Frankel on the cover who did a 27 right. 15 total weighing uh, 220. Yeah. It's just absolute sick. And then the next issue uh, we're working on uh, some stuff with Louis Simmons and uh, you know, I, I did a phone interview with Louis Simmons now my wife is trying to transcribe it, which uh, Louis talks so fast and is so knowledgeable that it, it's uh, difficult. You know, it's very difficult to transcribe, so yeah, we're always working on different stuff. We're always trying to, to add people. We actually just added uh, William Llewellyn, who writes the, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what he calls his book anymore, but it's basically a steroid book that he comes out with every uh, every year or so. And um, we're going to have him write because we think that's a that's a topic that, that people need to be educated on. Um, and we're, we're constantly trying to add new um, new people. We're trying to get different outlooks on it. The CrossFit thing is a huge thing right now, so we're trying to hit that market up a little bit too. Um, one thing uh, that I like about CrossFit is that they're trying to bring in experts. You know, you got to appreciate that. You know, w- whether you think the training is is proper or improper or whatever, you got to appreciate the fact that they're trying to bring in the best people for long distance running. They're trying to bring in the best people for sprinting, the best people for Olympic lifting, and of course, they have Louis Simmons who does their. Uh, powerlifting certification courses. So I really like the fact that they're trying to rub elbows with uh, people that are experts in the field, and um, that's exactly the mission of Power Magazines. We're trying to get the cream of the crop to uh, to continue to pass along their knowledge. You know, along those same lines, my first exposure to CrossFit was uh, they had a group of speakers that were sort of a, a keynote at an exercise physiology conference. I mean, they were literally speaking to a crowd full of PhDs and grad students. And, you know, people had different opinions on what they were saying, but I think that's probably a winning strategy because overall, I think, I mean, there was, you know, some critique of some of what was said, but overall they got a pretty positive response. And I think that's nothing but smart, you know, get a network together of coaches, professors, you know, whatever, and then start to you know, build the science behind what you're doing too. I mean, that's a kind of, Rob and I have both been part of magazines with the, you know, sort of a consumer friendly, even fun science content part of it too, you know, not just, uh, yep. just in the trenches, but sort of that combination. And I think that's totally the winning move. I think you can hit the nail on the head with, with one word networking. Um, that's exactly what they're great at. And, um, you know, they're all going to, it's going to vary. You know, you go into one 24-hour fitness and you might think it sucks. And you go into another one, you might think it's great. The same could be said about any, you know, any any uh, chain of gyms around the country. Um, but uh, for the most part, the CrossFit crowd is hungry to learn. Um, and, and they are they are willing to spend money and, and uh, put money out to, uh, to learn and to further educate themselves. So... 
my mission with with power is to spread, you know, the word of power and strength out to, out to all out to anybody who's interested in it. You know, so that was one reason why we decided to uh, start throwing a little bit of uh, a little bit of CrossFit type stuff. Cool. So, I mean, it's a it's a bi-monthly magazine then, correct? Yeah, right now it's a bi-monthly magazine. Um, last year we had six issues. Um, we're going to want to probably bump it up to about eight at some point. Um, if it's going to be twelve, then we'll have to uh, we'll have to start hiring a small army to help us get the content <laughs> in. Uh, for now, it's just me and the wifey. We do everything from yeah. here. I, I got a uh, you know in my garage is uh, is uh, about. Uh, about a thousand slingshots, and uh, in her office is uh, Power Magazine, and so everything's everything's a little rough around the edges here. We're just getting everything started. That sounds like everybody. That almost sounds like the Bill Phillips story. You know, he had magazines that he was literally licking envelopes and sending out himself. And I think everything yeah. everything authentic starts like that. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, you know. That's what I'm trying to do is uh, you know try to try to basically keep it real. I guess you'd say. And um, I try to answer all my emails myself and all my Facebook shit myself as much as I can. Um, you know, it gets gets to be uh, busy, but uh, I love it. You know, I, how do you I, handle? I like, uh, uh, sorry, how, how do you handle the photography? How do I handle all the bears? The oh, so the f- photography. <laughs> <laughs> um, the photography for the magazine. Yeah, do you just like accept a? Uh, do you have people regularly that I was wondering that too? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering that myself. It's uh, that's probably the hardest thing out of everything that we have going on. Um, we're just uh, grateful that the um, the guys themselves are the ones that provide the pictures for us. You know, uh, when I Brian Brian Carroll um, out of Florida, um, he he did a twenty seven oh five total recently at two hundred seventy five pounds. He writes for us. He squatted 11:45. If you can imagine having that kind of weight on your back, um, he he has been doing exceptional work for us, writing articles and also providing pictures. Dottie Thompson, uh, one of the greatest powerlifters of all time, also. I mean, he's providing providing great content for the magazine, and he's also providing uh, photos, which which is huge. And it's not easy for these guys to do. They're not. You know, then they get all these photos together and like, well, how do we email them? We're like, well, <laughs> maybe you can have like a nerdy friend do it for you or something. So it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a pain in the butt, but that's the way we get it done. Hmm. I got a question about advertising and things like that. So I, I mean, I haven't seen the magazine myself, but so what's your policy on ads? I mean, do you have like because uh, Rob and I have talked about this before many times. We, we've even worked right. at magazines where there were no ads. But do you? Uh, how do you juxtapose an ad with the text? I mean, do you let ads influence the text? You know, where you get sort of editorials from, uh, no. you know, product salesman no. type guys, or, or is it strictly separate? What's your policy on that? The only the only person who's allowed to do anything like that would be myself. <laughs> 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 With my own products, um, we don't we we don't we don't really allow for that. Um, we we our our advertisements are advertisements, and uh, we we don't believe in that, uh, that other style of marketing. Um, I think Bill Phillips pushed that pretty good, and I think that he was the originator of some of that stuff, and he really kind of fled. You know, he, you know, he'd make a product seem so great, and then he'd say, "Well, it's not even available yet. You gotta." <laughs> You got to pre-order it. I was I was the knucklehead pre-ordering. You know, we don't uh, we don't do that kind of stuff in our magazine. We try to keep the advertisement separate as much as we can. However, uh, to pay back our writers because we don't actually physically pay them, to pay back our writers, they they are allowed to plug um, you know whatever they like within reason. Um, and when I say plug, I mean they can basically say that they're part of you know, lift for hope or whatever the case is. They can say that they're part of something. Um, it could be in their bio, you know, so yeah. it's more discreet. And that way, when you start to read something about a guy and the guy says he squats 1145 and he has a website below, I mean, if you're, if you're into squatting, you're into powerlifting, you're going to be like, intrigued by that. 
and hopefully you're you're going to want to go and uh, and check them out further on your own anyway. Sure. And uh, you'll have a much better, you know, I, I think you'll have a much better um, a much better time selling stuff that way, as as opposed to trying to to trickle in a weird ad, you know, because if somebody takes the time to go and click on a certain website or even Google somebody and then go to their website, I I would bet that they would be more likely to purchase something because they're really trying to seek it out. Right. Hey, what do you have circulation numbers? What's your circulation like? Do you know? My circulation is pretty poor. I have to take an aspirin every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> circulation, <laughs> the circulation of the, of the uh, magazine is um, six thousand. Okay. Yeah. So that was, how that was just to me by my wife because I don't know anything. I'm just curious, but but you are in Barnes and Noble and Chapters and some of these big retailers. How do you do that? I'm a stud. <laughs> you are evasive. Well, I mean, yeah, six thousand in one year. That's I'm a, mar- I'm a, I'm a, a marketing machine. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just lucky. My, uh, my wife is, uh, is just really, really smart. And um, like I said, she was in the magazine biz before, and she's kind of the one who set all that shit up. So, I mean, if you really want to know, you know, the details of it. I can uh, give you her email or whatever, but um, basically, uh, I guess the way that that uh, the way that that works is you go through a distributor, and um, your distributor gives you different numbers and they give you different ideas of what they think will work and not work, and you know they got to kind of um, approve the magazine. Um, they you know they want to see advertising in there, and they want to see uh, the magazines a certain. Um, certain length, which ours is not very long yet, but uh, they want to see that it's a certain length. They want to see some decent advertising in there, and they want to make sure it doesn't look like crap. So, um, you know, we had to pass through a couple a couple of things before we before we got in there, but um, like I said, she's, she's pretty sharp, and uh, she was able to push that through. Um, the next thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to get the slingshot into, like, Big Five, Sports Authority, uh, all those kinds of places. So we're, you know, we're constantly, um, I'm a meathead through and through. Like I, you know, my whole life's been in the gym and everything, everything I've learned has pretty much been under a barbell. So to, uh, to try to learn about some of this stuff is, uh, is quite an awakening for me. Yeah. What, what kind of growth are you getting then? I mean, from month to month, has it been from say issue one to, to this latest issue? Pretty good. Um, it's it's constant. It's 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 constantly. It's like I would say there's a few sales like every single day. Yeah. Um, so it's not like there's an explosion, but there was a pretty good. Um, there was a pretty good explosion when we had Constantine on the cover. Yeah. Um, people really, really were intrigued by that. They really wanted to lo- know to learn more about him, um, and because he. Uh, you know, doesn't speak English, and well, he does. I'm sorry, he does speak English, um, but he, there's not a lot of information out there on him. So, people were really excited to uh, to try to learn more about him. And uh, so, other than that, there hasn't been like an explosion necessarily, except for when we first started. Yeah. Um, you know, all the crap I've been doing for the last couple of years for free, putting up videos. Um, oh, Showing people how to put on band shirts, letting people train in my gym for free. Now, my gym isn't actually free, but I have a lot of visitors come in and train for free. Um, it, it's all paid off. You know, and as soon as we got the yeah. magazine, we instantly had about a thousand subscribers. And my wife was, my wife was really kind of taken back by that. You know, she knows how hard I work. She knows that I, you know, try to give as much as myself back to the sport as I can, but. I don't know if she uh, really realized that it was going to pay off in that way. I never really intended for it to quote unquote pay off, but it really yeah. has, and you know, it's it's going really well. Hopefully, you can just hopefully you can just continue. I, I want the magazine to continue to expand. I want people to realize that it's not just powerlifting. It's just that for now, it's very powerlifting heavy because that's my background. But 
I would like to get Olympic lifting in there. I'd like to get other, you know, so if anybody wants to be, uh, anybody listening wants to be part of the magazine, shoot me an email at supertrainingjim at me.com, supertrainingjim at me.com, and I'll review your work, and uh, hopefully we can get you in there, because I, I want as much information about being strong as possible. I think yeah. that's super cool. One of the things that we have sort of a mix of among the co-hosts here is, you know, uh, powerlifting and, and different strength sports and even power bodybuilding. So, I mean, that's a kind of thing that would a, sort of attract me to a magazine like that. If I could see a mix of some power and even, you know, some of the more power type bodybuilders. And you know what I mean? Like Dorian Yates types, people who really focus on strength, not the prancing, you know, <laughs> greased up <laughs> side of the sport, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the, uh, the bodybuilding.com just came to super training. Um, on Tuesday and filmed a bunch of stuff for that very reason. I mean, I think it's pretty common that people that lift weights, they do want to get stronger. Obviously, there's a huge attraction to people wanting to look better. Um, but in general, you're going to find a lot of people want to get stronger. I, you know, if you, if you just go and talk to people at the gym, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of, a lot of people hear this, you know, when, if you're a bigger guy, you know, they'll say, oh, how much do you lift or something? And they want to be able to lift like that, but they're not usually sure how to go about doing it. Really, the yeah. information that's out there is usually, like, quote-unquote, bodybuilding-type stuff. And when you talk to a lot of people at gyms, they say they do bodybuilding. You know, look at the guy, and he's totally fat. And you're like, well, it doesn't really look like it's working out for you, you know? Cause, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of... <laughs> You know, it's kind of strange that people say they bodybuild, but yet they've never been on a stage, you know. Um, but but anyway, powerlifting and bodybuilding, I think I think they go hand in hand. I think I think all this stuff is very similar, whether yep. it's Olympic lift, powerlifting, bodybuilding. And I think the same, a lot of the same exercises would be utilized. Um, you know, most people would you're going to need a bit, you're going to need a good base going into any of those sports. And to have a good base, you're going to need um, all the basic exercises, bench, squat, deadlift, bent over row, overhead press. It's all the same thing. Nothing's changed in the last 30 years except for my invention of slingshot, of course. Everything else has been pretty much the same. Shameless. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but everything has been pretty much the same. You know, everybody makes a big deal about these weird, obscure diets and this weird type oh, of training yeah. and all this kind of stuff, but it's it's all basically, you know, it's all basically the same thing. The way I try to look at it when you're talking to people about training is I try to think, you know, what would I tell a young kid? A young kid wanted to come in here and he wanted to get stronger. You know, what are some basic things I'd tell him? You know, and it's pretty simple. Gain weight, you know, um, have good form, and utilize some basic compound movement. I think that's it, you know? Yeah. So, well, one of the things I've always lamented is is is, is the uh, growing specificity of all these different like you know strength sports and their like you know brother sister sports you know whether it be bodybuilding powerlifting. To me, it's always like I mean I love it all so much and I've done you know both bodybuilding and powerlifting and I I don't like these kind of factions that are growing between like you know it's us against them kind of thing because like as you said it's 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 all rooted in the same thing we're all lifting resistance or pushing resistance. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that too, hundred percent. Too much. I, I've even been in gyms where you know the power guys are like in the back room, you know, and then the bodybuilders are in the other room. And I've been in gyms where there was sort of some camaraderie, like everybody's sort of brothers in iron. And then in other gyms, you know, there's like the occasional. I don't know. It ends up being like the uber flamboyant bodybuilder guy, you know, who's walking around in a string tank and he's tan year round and he's got clown pants on and. You know, and that kind of stuff just it, it becomes like segregation. And, and you know, I rather right. see things come full circle, which I think in some ways they might be where, yeah. you know, the whole idea is to be strong and, and to look thick, you know, but not just look thick and false advertise either. You know, so I don't know why there can't be both. So hopefully, you know, more of that will catch on. No, yeah, I think you're seeing more and more of that. And I, I mean, I've said it time and time again. That was one of the most refreshing things I saw in my time over in Thailand. You know, I was training in Dennis James's gym and somebody else, and it was. It didn't matter who you were. We had bodybuilders, strongmen, powerlifters, and we all, we all started out the day. And if it was squat day, we all squatted. 
Um, come the end of the day, the only thing that was different was, you know, me as a powerlifter strongman, I was eating pizza and this and that, and the bodybuilders were eating rice and chicken right. breast. You know? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that was the main difference. Which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm glad there's a magazine that can do that, you know. And uh, honestly, I'll tell you, we're uh, Iron Radio is probably about the same circulation, if you want to think about it that way, as you are, Mark, because we we've got about six thousand downloads, you know, a month of of our episodes and whatnot, and. So, you know, it's not huge, but it's a kind of thing that seems to just be growing. I mean, I saw you have like digital content of the mag as well as paper, right? So that's, yeah, right. that's, that's right. good stuff. You know, they try to go across all the media like that and expand the influence. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. But I'd like to be able to start to have uh, a little bit of video content to, uh, to go along with, uh, articles or to go along with the authors. You know, that's something that I'm going to be working towards. I'm, I'm going to, you know, next couple of weeks here, I'm going to start up a blog, and then the blog will, because everything's, uh, I got three different websites going on, and I just figured, well, the blog would be kind of a one-stop spot to find out all the information. So yeah. to go along with uh, certain articles when somebody is trying to teach a certain execution of an exercise, you'll not only be able to read about it and see some photos, but you'll also be able to get some video content out of it as well. That'd be a great deal. I mean, no, I, I did a couple articles for Muscle and Fitness before they, they were trying to change some things anyways, but, uh, you know, they did that and they just, they refer to the link, uh, in the paper right. mat and then you could go there. I think that's a smart idea for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about education. You got to really educate people on it. And, you know, if they're, if they're not going to go out there and do it correctly, then, uh, they're not, get, they're not going to get benefit from it and perhaps you know they'll get hurt or whatever else may happen well man i think it's been good i think we we had a good show it's been great having you on um anything else new coming up for you that you want to talk about uh any more shameless plugs or anything you know just shoot them out there oh god don't um, don't, don't, don't well, get them started uh, yeah. uh on um on saturday um of this week i'm going down to los angeles to uh pitch uh, a reality show um it's been in the works for a while we've we've kind of gone forwards and backwards and sideways with the thing but uh now i feel like we're in the right hands and we're going to continue to go forward with it uh the reality show is is basically based on me and my team super training and me kind of following the american dream of like you said um kind of got the bill phillips story going with selling the stuff out of, out of my garage in the back of my car and that kind of thing. Um, so we got that going on. And then also um, there's a uh, huge uh, CrossFit convention going on in Costa Mesa, California on Saturday. Anybody who wants to stop by and check it out, it goes from 8 o'clock until uh, 4 p.m. I believe the information's on the CrossFit Endurance website. So if you Google that, you should be able to find all the information you need there. But... Um, they haven't told me exactly what I'm going to be doing there, but uh, it's some type of speaking engagement. I'm sure they'll want me to talk about powerlifting or something along those lines. And I'll also be there with my brother, Chris, who is the director of Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Nice. That's what I got going on. Those are those are good announcements. Those are good plugs. That's not cheesy. Uh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want uh, to make – Phil, let me make one real quick. I, I didn't announce the winners. I've got the winners who I chose from random for our um, – most interesting contest in the world. Uh, and again, these are guys who sort of wrote in or sent a message or did something on Facebook on our page about, uh, their guilty pleasures about what machines they like when they're not, Uh-oh. when they're not benching, squatting or rowing, you know, so that was the whole idea behind that sort of like, you know, the, the cheesy, the cheesy commercials with the most interesting man in the world right. is just to be able to say, you know, when I'm, when I'm not benching, squatting, or rowing, I prefer, well, instead of Dos Equis, we had two guys write in what they prefer. David Wilson, you are a winner. Um, he talked about Strive machines. Do you guys remember the Strive machines that you could okay. load, load the plates in different angles? I thought that was pretty clever. Um, so congratulations, David. You win a uh, sports nutrition book. These are nice textbooks. I know I'm a nerd, but, you know, we just talked about education, so there you go. And our second guy, um, Jimmy Varner, he was talking about the hammer iso row. 
that's actually one of the machines I really like. And Hammer's almost hybrid toward free weights as far as I'm concerned for some finishing work and stuff. So I love that stuff. And he wins an Iron Radio mug. So congratulations to Jimmy as well. I got go. one more plug, if you guys don't mind. Um, go for it. Good friend of mine, Kelly Starrett, is, uh, uh, does CrossFit Mobility um, uh, certifications. You guys should check out his website. Just Google him. He has a uh, CrossFit Mobility, um, or I'm sorry, he has a mobility uh, blog, which is just absolutely outstanding. Um, believe it or not, I've actually been using it. I've never really listened to anybody who ever talks about stretching, but this guy has some unique information out there. So please do a Google search on Kelly Starrett and check out his uh, Mobility Wad blog. Cool. Sounds good, Mark. Well, I imagine I'll see you in the, in the coming weeks, and uh, thanks for joining us, man. Good information. All right. Thank thanks you, guys. Everybody. I had a great time. Take care. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Hey, Iron Radio listeners, this is John Mike. I just wanted to tell you about the American Society of Exercise Physiologists. It's pleased to announce the 2011 National Meeting on September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This will actually be the fourth time the National Conference has been held here in Albuquerque. This three-day event will be held at the Radisson Hotel and Water Park, New Mexico Sports and Wellness and the University of New Mexico, and partly hosted by the Exercise Science Program here at the University of New Mexico. Go to www.ascp.org to learn more about this exciting conference. Thanks so much. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like Iron Radio, if you like what we do, uh, the education, interviewing uh industry personalities, or many of the pro bodybuilders or coaches that we've had in the past, uh, please just click on the donate button at www.ironradio.org and make a donation. We've had some great donations from people that have kept us going. Thank you so much. Uh, so please visit uh, the website, click on the donation button, or if you like, uh, and it's a similar situation, buy some Iron Radio cool stuff. We've got t-shirts and mugs and things like that, and those things help support the site and keep us on the air. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.